Hey, how you doing? On our play for this week, we are making bets on who will be the winners of the 2023 Game Awards. Xbox teases something big that's coming to the Game Awards. We got the latest leaks on the next Call of Duty, and it's a step backwards. But is it a good step backwards? We'll talk about it. Sony will have a $7.9 billion issue to deal with because of the PlayStation Store. All this and more on Season 7, Episode 46 of Press X to Start Gamers Digest. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, DJ, a.k.a. Sexy Vatroids. A.k.a. If you really think about it, if you really, really use your mind's eye, we're elbows all the way down to our toes. Think about it. I am joined by... Don M.F. Ross. What does that M.F. stand for? Uh, I don't know. Knees and oh. an X? <laughs> Nailed it. Now you know who we are. Press X to Start Gamers, I guess, is a video podcast and that's the most important gaming news from this past week into an hour-long meal just for you. We are live on YouTube every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The best standard time. What's up? Don't forget, you can support us by liking the video, subscribing to the channel, hit the notification bell. If you are listening, we greatly appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or podcast services you are currently tuned in on. And if you want, you can join our conversations by going to our Discord at pressxnumber2start.com slash discord. Go there. It's also on our website, pressxtostart.com. Two, instead of T-O. Yeah, just click on the thing. You'll get there. All right, now you know who we are. Before we jump into the Game Awards predictions, we are going to just jog through some news. So let's jump into the gaming news. Number one, Xbox is set to make a major announcement at the Game Awards, says Insider. This comes from Gaming Bible by way of, wait a minute, Sam Cowley. All right. Xbox reportedly has a major announcement plan, major announcement planned for the Game Awards, and it's causing a little stir amongst fans. Arguably the most prestigious event in the games industry, the Game Awards is an opportunity to celebrate some of the best releases of the current year and award one incredible game a well-deserved title game of the year. Hopefully, along with this announcement, we'll get um, an update to the Xbox acquisition of Activision Blizzard in terms of what's going to happen with their Game Pass, uh, when are we going to see some of these games. It's just an update, you know? So, with that being said, I will go ahead and throw my hat in the race. I think, because the last big game Xbox showed was Fable. And I feel like if they are kind of making an announcement in terms of what we could possibly see, I don't think it will be another showing of Fable because I feel like they're just like, yeah, we're going to show Fable again or you know, get hyped for another Fable thing. The fact that they're leaving this as a mystery, I kind of wonder if it could either be like um, Perfect Dark or uh, possibly a Gears thing because we haven't seen Gears in such a long time. Do you think that would cause a stir, though? You're right. I, well, that's a that's a good question. I think I think for sure, Perfect Dark will cause a, a stir 
Oh, you got an idea? Titanfall 3. <laughs> I mean, past GTA 6 being an exclusive, what could cause a stir in the Xbox community? Yeah, I mean, if they Titanfall, okay, we'll 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 follow this train of thought. I think Titanfall would be an absolute crazy announcement coming specifically out of Microsoft because it's the respawn thing. Um, I mean, they could have an exclusive. I mean, they got the money. They show they just. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see, it. and that that would actually probably be a probably one of the only ways to get respawn to actually work on that game if Microsoft is footing the bill. So that does make sense. That could. That could be a possibility. But I think, just to jump back to the whole uh, Perfect Dart or Gears thing, I think Perfect Dart, if I had to throw my hat in the race, I'd probably say we'll see something from Perfect Dart because I think it's been a very long time since we've seen that game. We've known that they've had development issues, so this is probably a good opportunity for them to like kind of quell that, that flame, quell that doubt, and just have like some kind of hopefully trailer with gameplay the first trailer was a concept trailer for lack of better words yeah. so it would be nice to get something more concrete of that game uh over to the gears thing i think gears would be a really cool thing i think the issue with gears well, why, why is would that, it cause a stir though i mean unless they're doing something different like i don't know they're, they're switching the protagonist to a, a lady i think I think Gears can have a moment if they do some kind of God of War treatment mm -hmm. mm. where like, yeah, like where Gears is so like, like rough, gruff, like all right, we're chainsawing everybody. And then they kind of switch it to, for lack of better words, like a more mature thing, like how they did like God of War, where he was very much so you. like, yeah, right. Yeah. I, I think that would be cool. But like, other than that, I don't have a inkling as to like an xbox property that would cause a stir like eh. yeah so you got any other ideas no i got yeah. nothing bob yeah i mean it's possible i mean if they maybe they could do something where they pull one of the activision ips and be like oh this thing is coming back but I, Crash Bandicoot, but I don't even. I don't. I don't know if that's like Game Awards material, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Number two, Call of Duty 2024 is Black Ops Gulf War. This comes from Insider Gamer, Gaming Insider Gaming. So we've got details on the next Call of Duty, the 2024 Call of Duty, and it is a Black Ops game. So it's going to be set during the Gulf War which is early 90s. Uh, it also will have round-based zombies. It will have the classic uh, Black Ops map like Grind in WMD. Activision is also exploring large pre-order bonus with several days or possibly several weeks early access for the base game and zombies. <sighs> yeah, okay. So, Sean, how, how do you feel about this? Um interested in this i'm curious yeah. uh my daddy was in the gulf war operation desert storm with the marines really yeah i'll check out this game um, oh yeah i did not know he that he doesn't mind talking about those days it's not like it was yeah. uh 
wild shit like World War Two. So you know, yeah. Know. Well, we'll see. we'll see how it goes. I, I, I'll okay, get this okay. at launch. Yeah. So I am. I'm more on the fence on this. For the, I think the Gulf War is an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it we don't is normally a, get uh, factual modern war games. It's typically yeah. generic. Germans or Russians are bad, you know. Exactly. Type yeah. Did where there's a clear cut enemy in the past or a fictional Middle Eastern or Russian enemy now. Like, it'll be interesting to see how they treat this relatively modern uh theater of war exactly exactly and i i think i think from that aspect is cool like my only issue is that and it's it's an issue with all the black ops games is that i don't like playing with the older guns like i get so accustomed to how the new guns fire like the different scopes for the new guns and all all that stuff and like to take a step back into like technology where it's just like all right, the M1 Grand. Like, oh, I don't want to play with that gun at all. Like, I don't want to go back to I that. I think the only one that had old guns per se was maybe Black Ops One. Black Ops Two and Three had relatively newer guns. You should have given them a try. Unless I think I played Black like... Ops Two. I definitely played Black Ops One. I think I played Black Ops Two. I didn't play Black Ops Three. So I think at two, I was just like, all right, this is. Yeah. I'd have to go back and see what Black Ops 2 looks like to remember like that game, to know, to remember how far I got into the game and what I did with yeah. it. But yeah, I, I think this is interesting. What I am interested in is how this is going to work in the Call of Duty launcher. I imagine it'll just be another block that's this Call of Duty game. Yeah. And you click on it, and it'll take you to where you need to go. Like... As it is right now, I haven't gone back to Modern Warfare 2 to see like how easy you can go back and forth between Modern Warfare 3 and Modern Warfare 2. But I mean, it's at the tab all the way at the bottom. If I don't know if you've gone that far down to the menu, but all the games are there at the bottom. Oh, okay. Yeah, I probably need to go down further then. Okay, cool. Because you yeah, can so launch we'll back see. into Cold War and all that in Vanguard. Oh, Vanguard, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know what? I have seen I have seen the Cold War thing. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I get you. All right. Number three. Ubisoft pulls advertising from X. A la Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> this comes from gamesindustry.biz. Uh oh, by uh, Sophie McVoy. McGonvoy. So Ubisoft has pulled its advertising from X. Axios reported. The company was running a campaign for Assassin's Creed Nexus VR, which released last week. The publisher told, told the outlet it has since paused advertising on the social media platform. GameIndustry.biz has reached out, on, out to Ubisoft for further clarification. Apple, IBM, Disney, Comcast, NBCU, Lionsgate Interact, Entertainment, Paramount, and Warner Bros. Discovery are among the companies that have also stopped advertising on the social media site. Last week, the U.S. media watchdog group Media Matters found the advertisement the advertisement from these companies were being placed next to white nationalist and anti-Semitic posts. Jeez. That's why. <laughs> Ex-CEO Linda Yakarino Yacar- declined these claims and said in a statement, 
Not a single authentic user on X saw IBM's Comcast or Oracle's ads next to the content in Media Matters, Media Matters article. Only two users saw Apple ads next to the content. Well, okay. It, that happened. <laughs> like, okay, all right, sure. At least one of, of which was Media Matters. Okay. But still, if a person saw it, then it is a thing I'm that can happen. Not- and a single authentic user. So they that's a whole nother can of worms. I mean, they're feeding ads to bots and charging the companies for that. That's a good it. point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Oof, okay. So the social media platform has since filed a lawsuit against Media Matters for knowingly and maliciously mount manufacturing side-by-side images uh, depicting advertisers post on X Corp's social media platform. Okay, sure. Um, media Matters is a it's a U.S. media watchdog group, so I'm pretty sure what they're doing is above board. So interesting that I mean, not interesting because of course this is X, this is Elon Musk thing. So they're going to do whatever they can do to keep themselves above water. Anyways, yeah. um, yeah, more power to Ubisoft for doing that. Like that, we we all know that X is a problem in terms of just the racist the 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 nazi stuff like anti-semitic stuff like it's just yeah it's just a cesspool of words that just form in the worst way so yeah that's good that they're getting off that platform um i think it's just that there's no real uh replacement for twitter yeah you got blue sky and mastodon and the better better you got threads the the Facebook thing, but that's Facebook. Ah, uh, they 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 shit the bed with that. They didn't capitalize on it when they could. Yeah, people are yeah, using yeah. it. I mean, people ain't it ain't no Twitter. That's the thing. Like, there there's Eddie stuff for people to use. Oh, okay. There's stuff for people to use, but it's they're they're kind of just scattered to the wind. And then there's also just people who are just like, well, I've kind of lived on Twitter for so long that I'm just going to stay here, even though it's a horrible place to be. And it's like, well, maybe you shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then the <laughs> the addition to this, we have pop-up ads for Assassin's Creed were a technical error, says Ubisoft. So, this is an interesting thing. This comes from Kotaku by way of John Walker. As spotted by The Verge, one, Reddit, one Redditor playing the game on Xbox, which is Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey, reported mm. seeing a full, a full screen Black Friday advert for Assassin's Creed Mirage entirely blocking their view when trying to open the map. And they have a video of this on, the, on their article. And it's wow. pretty egregious. It's very egregious. It is definitely a ad yeah, for Mirage, really 20% off. Yeah. So... The Verge contacted Ubisoft about it and were given a statement in which the publisher blamed a technical error for the incident. We have, this is a quote from Ubisoft, we have made aware, oh sorry, we have been made aware that some players encountered pop-up ads while playing certain Assassin's Creed titles yesterday, Ubisoft told the site. At the very least, confirming the issue's existence, this is this was the result of a technical error that was addressed as soon as we learned of the issue. So after that statement was made, Ubisoft did fix the statement. No one 
That's all they've had. But the issue is, if you look at the ad, it's very much so for Assassin's Creed Mirage. So it is something that they're probably toying with in the background. Um, this is this is a slippery slope in that there's no there's no real problem with Ubisoft marketing their games in their yeah. games, but it doesn't feel good. Like it's it it's that it. yeah, exactly. It's it's one of those things where if your game has a store where you can go and buy skins and such. You should put your ads in there because people are already spending money. But when you start introducing those ads in spaces where people are just trying to progress a story, they're just trying to have fun. That's where it gets not good. Like, can I can I finish your game before you advertise the next one to me? Exactly. Like, dang, I know I, I'm sucking at fighting this boss, but can you stop having me go buy this next game? <laughs> Let me finish this first one. Yeah, so like it, yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. So I think uh, Ubisoft internals probably um, have a small bonfire on some of the computers as they're trying to um, hopefully hide the next time we'll see this or whatever. So yeah, it's just terrible. Number four, Returnal director Harry Cougar? Cougar? Yeah. Cougar? Yeah. To leave PlayStation Studio House <laughs> to leave PlayStation Studio Housemark after 14 years. This comes from IGN by way of Michael Crape. So Housemark's Harry Kruger, who is best known for serving as game director for trippy sci-fi shooter Returnal, is leaving the studio after 14 years. Housemark announced in news in a post on his website and sent a, a creative farewell. With well wishes, Kruger led the team through development of the PS5 game, but also has credits for other titles such as Outland, Resogun, and Next Machina. Kruger shared a statement regarding his exit, saying that he has been incredibly fortunate to work on one dream project after another, and had the privilege of working alongside some truly talented and wonderful people along the way. So that's awesome. Um... Yeah, he goes on saying, it's been an honor to accompany Housemark on this journey, witnessing our, our growth from a small arcade-inspired title, no, from our small arcade-inspired titles to magnificent, magnificent heights we've reached with the Returnal. So yeah, uh, that's cool. I think, I mean, it's cool that he is able to uh, leave Housemark on a good note. He's done great work for the studio. Uh, the question is always, oh, what is he going to do next? Like, is he going to start his own studio? Like, there's tons of money out there. Like, there's a bunch of companies that want, you know, games to be made by, like, high-profile devs. I wonder, I mean, this would cause a stir. Back to our number one thing about Xbox making yeah. a comment or, or having an announcement. If they come out and be like, hey, we have Harry Cougar making our game X, Y, and Z. I think uh, that would... I mean, I don't know if a lot of people know enough about how smart games and Harry Cougar. He's not a big name like that to be 
for his for his his name for sure. But I think if they have they say we have the creators from Returnal, we have the creators from the PlayStation Classic Resogun. Like if they if they throw it that way, I don't I, I don't know. See that being a thing. People are still just yeah. barely finding out about Returnal how how good that game is. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Well, I mean, it sold I, I, well though. I, I still yeah. gotta throw water on your fire. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> All right, we'll see though. We'll see. But yeah, um, you know, this is good for uh Harry to 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 be able to end on a good note and we'll see what is next for him or if there's anything next for him. Maybe he'll just go sit on a beach and drink a glass yeah, of water or whatever they do when they do that. All right. Number six, number five, number five, sorry. Sony fails to kill seven point nine. Billion dollar lawsuit over PlayStation Store prices. This comes from Kotaku by way. Oh, that's an ad. I don't need that. By way of Ethan Gotch. <clears throat> A lawsuit filed last year accused Sony of using its walled garden video game platform to charge players too much in the PlayStation Store. The London Tribute has now allowed the lawsuit to move forward against the PlayStation 5's maker objections which could result in payments to players in the UK of up to $7.9 billion if it is ultimately successful. Okay. The case Why began last uh, August. Bringing this against anybody with a walled off garden store. But go ahead. So the case began last year and basically claimed that anti-competitive practices by Sony allowed it to get away with charging up to 30% commission on all sales in the PlayStation Store rather than charging a smaller amount and passing the savings on to consumers. Sony tried to get the case dismissed, but today the Competitive Appeal Tribune sided against the platform holder, saying it failed to establish that the, compliant, that the complaint has no reasonable grounds for making the claim slash no real uh, prospect of succeeding at trial. Okay. This case brought by consumer advocate Alex Nelio? Nelly? Neil. Neil? Neil? I'm going to go with that. Okay. Uh, will now proceed with two sides arguing on its merits. To be clear, Sony isn't accused of doing anything unusual here, like manipulating prices in secret. What, this what the lawsuit is taking issue with is the same thing every modern game platform does. Charging fees while blocking out competition. The lawsuit claims that by failing to allow third parties to sell directly to the PlayStation Store, it's limiting competitive competition and driving up prices for players. As it said, uh, this isn't anything unusual that any modern gaming platform does. So why not have a class action suit against Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, Apple, and Google because they all have storefronts and they all charge 30% uh, you know, they get a 30% cut of whatever you're selling on there. Yeah. This is unusual that they're targeting only Sony and the PlayStation Store. I mean, the only thing I can think of is in, in, in their mind, if they win this case, they can use this as an example to target the other platforms. But it's like, why are you wasting your energy on this? Like, I, I just... I feel like it's going to be a thing of Sony be like, well, yeah, we we need to make a profit off the games we're selling so we can keep selling games like Sony can come with pretty much any excuse for yeah. why they charge what they charge, because 
it's their walled garden. Like they they are the keepers of their infrastructure, their their quote unquote secrets. So it's just like I think it's ultimately they want other people to be able to sell things on the PlayStation store, but then yeah, it's possible to do, but then I guess you just gotta submit your code to Sony to get reviewed to make sure there isn't anything malicious in there, but that's another can of worms, because I mean, to sell stuff on the PlayStation or any of these stores, I mean, I guess there's more uh, oversight when you're selling stuff on the PlayStation, uh, the video game stores, versus uh, Apple and uh, you know, the Google Store, Play Store. To make mm-hmm. sure there aren't any hidden viruses in there, because I mean they do that with phones, they slide viruses in there. So um, exactly, I don't know. They're they're between a rock and a hard place with this. Yeah, what what's crazy to me is like it's it's a it's a it's a thing that is doable if the if the store allows you to sell other things in that store, but you can't just walk into like a best buy and start selling cds like yeah i'm sorry cds definitely dated myself you can't walk into a best buy and start selling usb devices (laughs) um i think the issue here is while you can't go into best buy and do that to get whatever you need to get you can go into another store to get something you can't go to another store to get things for you know to play on your playstation um, I mean, well, you you could you can go to a Best Buy and buy a PlayStation. I guess they talk about digitally. Yeah, here here's the issue why they shouldn't and wouldn't allow that. When you get on the PlayStation Store, you're trusting Sony to vet everything that's being sold on there, so you won't get scammed. People are stupid. Uh, hell, even now people spend money on the wrong thing. I think I've seen some guy think he was buying. Let's say NBA 2K24. He accidentally bought 23, you know, mm. or 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 I think it was somebody selling a game that was named similar. Yeah, and they were selling it for like ten dollars, but that wasn't the actual game. You yeah. can bet that there's gonna be a lot of misnamed products on there stealing people money. Now Sony has to provide a refund, unless unless they won't be in charge of providing refunds. I mean, I don't know, but this is more so protecting people from themselves. And I can exactly. understand the argument for keeping the uh, storefront walled off. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's the it's the issue of Sony has its house, for lack of better words, in order. So if they start selling cakes, and now you can also get Sony cakes at some other house, they have no idea the order of that house, but they just have to trust that the that house is not doing anything to their cakes and it's just like of course you're not going to do that like sony is a giant corporation that's that that is no it doesn't have time for that so like the expectation of this is so weird in that like where we don't really have that happen in the other in microsoft or nintendo like nintendo is the walled of walled gardens and Microsoft, the the most they'll do is have Game Pass be somewhere. But Game Pass is a Microsoft thing, and you can't really do anything to that because it's a service that you buy. And you, when you click on that service, you're automatically taking the Microsoft stuff. So it's just like, 
I don't, I just, this is just weird to me. I don't, yeah. All right. Well, good luck to Alex and, and his team. We'll see what happens there. All right. Um, that's it for the news. Now, before we jump into our predictions for the 2023 Game Awards, hey, do us a solid. Like this video, please. Hit that thumbs up button. Do it. Do it. You did it? Thanks. All right. Uh, if you are listening, we'd appreciate you leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast service you're currently tuned in on. Hey, if you're watching this and you like that, if you hit the like button, thanks. But you can also subscribe to the channel if you haven't because we need you to do that. Thanks. Um, let's jump back into this. All right. So the 2023 Game Awards is very, very soon to happen. Um, of course, for the past couple of years, we've been doing predictions in terms of who we think is going to win. And we watch the awards and we're just kind of astounded by who actually won or were vindicated by us guessing the right answer. So yep. that's what we're going to do now. That's what we're going to do now. Um, we're not going to run through all the categories because 31 categories and we don't care about them all. It, there you go. There you go. That's it right there. All right. So let us jump in to the first one. We're just going to start from the top because the top is a doozy and we're just going to work our way down. So let's do it. Game of the year. Recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical feats. We have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Brother Wonder, and then The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Sean, who do you think is going to win here? Uh, this is actually a rough category. I really don't think Resident Evil is nominated, but I don't think it's going to beat it over these other games. Um, I voted Spider-Man just because I only played Spider-Man in Super Mario. Um, we got some strong contenders, and I think... Ooh, I mean, what else came out that was really strong towards the beginning of the year? I think just the last half of this year was really jam-packed. Um, but I picked Spider-Man. Okay. The I mean, the only game that's not on here that came out in the beginning of the year that made waves was Hi-Fi Rush. But mm. I think looking at that, uh, that's at not that's games, not game of the year material. That's a solid ass exactly. game, but it's not game of the year material. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's an impressive game. I think it looks really cool. I think the idea is awesome. Mm. But I think when you're looking at game of the year, it has to be more than that. It has to. It has to. Come out, have something be absolutely amazing about it. Yeah, yeah, and then also continue to have that conversation for longer than um, two months or so. And I don't think mm -hmm. Hi-Fi Rush has really done that. I think it's when it came out, it was a surprise to all, and we're all just like, "Ooh, this looks really cool." But it's also it not a just, game for everybody. Nah, it, it's too, a rhythm too. game. I mean, but then again, I mean, I don't. I don't necessarily think that the game of the year has to be a game for everyone because, like, we have Alan Wake 2 on here, which is you're right, you're right, a horror game and Resident Evil, which is also a horror game. So it's just like I think it just has to have like it has to set way, it has to to make waves, and those waves have to persist past the the week that it's released, the month that it's out, maybe the two yeah. months that it's been like in the market. So mm -hmm. my vote here is Baldur's Gate Three. I, I just I feel like I think it's. 
because I've I've played Spider-Man 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Mario mm-hmm. Wonder, and Tears of the Kingdom. My if it's not Baldur's Gate 3, it's probably Tears of the Kingdom just because of what that game does from a gameplay standpoint. That is just insane. The fact that you have literally three levels of the Hyrule map. So well, two and a half levels of the Hyrule map to access in this one game running on the Switch, yeah. which is mind-boggling. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, I think Baldur's Gate 3 takes it just because of the 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 depth of those game the gameplay system the depth of the story like the characters like everything is so strong in this game like yes there's bugs but the bugs never really ruin the experience that you're having and it never really ruins all the crazy like things you can do in this game the choices you can make x y and z uh i think alan wick 2 is cool i didn't play it so i don't really have any Basis on it, but a lot of people like that game. And Resident Evil Four, I think, is cool that it's on here. the The remake is on here. As mm-hmm. Sean said, I don't think it's going to win Game of the Year just because it kind of already had his chance. And also, there's stronger games on here. So yeah, that's that. Um, jump to the next thing. Best game direction. So this is awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. So we have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mario Wonder, and then The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I, because you voted first, I'm going to vote here. I feel like I feel like Tears of the Kingdom is going to get this one just because of the things that I just said in terms of like what they did with the Switch with that game is still mind boggling. I think Alan Wake 2 is a close second just because of how atmospheric that game is and how it blends gameplay with live action. I think it's definitely a shoe in, but I just think that Tears of the Kingdom is so strong. Um, I think the other games are great in their own right, but I just think those two games really did it. How about you? Um, I put Alan Wake. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I put Alan Wake just because I didn't even play it, but I know Remedy makes some strong stuff, and mm-hmm. I'm curious mm-hmm. to play this. Um, I know Control had that hot-ass section that once you got to it, you was like, damn, everything was building up to this, and this is amazing. Um, I want to call it the maze section in a control. And I mm-hmm. hear Alan Wake 2 has something similar where it's just like, oh my God, this is bonkers. This is awesome. So I'm going to get to it at some point. But uh, yeah, I got like a Dragon Gaiden to get through, man. Amen. A bunch of games, a bunch of games to play. All right, mm-hmm. let's jump to the next thing. Best narrative. And that is for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. We have, hold on, let me scroll it. We have Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy 16, and Spider-Man 2. What was your vote here? Um, This is recency bias. I'm probably just biased overall, but I mean, I played, I voted Spider-Man. Yeah. 
I didn't I didn't play Alan Wake, of course. Baldur's Gate, y'all right. say is amazing, but then I'm also hearing that the third act was kind of weak uh, in a lot of places. So, yeah, I I think I don't think Baldur's Gate three wins best narrative. I think it has a fantastic story. Mm-hmm. I I think the way it tells the story is really cool and all the choices you can make in the story. But I don't know if the narrative itself is strong enough to win this. I didn't play Final Fantasy 16, so I don't really have a say on there. At all? I, no. I mean, I played a little bit, but I haven't beaten it yet. I still haven't huh. beaten it. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't play Alan Wake 2. So it would really be a vote between Alan Wake, Alan Wake 2 and Spider-Man. And I yeah. would probably just... I'm done with Cyberpunk. No, you know what? Don't even mention that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think this is where Spider-Man can win. I think Alan Wake 2 has a good story, narrative, whatever, but I don't really hear too much talk about it beyond about that one yeah. part. Yeah. So I think You're I right. think there's moments in that game, but I don't, I don't know if the the narrative overall is the winner here. So I'll go Spider-Man too. I, I I'd say Spider Man just because hell everybody's familiar with Spider Man and it's gonna resonate with people more. They have a long history with Venom and you know his mm-hmm. rogue gallery of villains. Right. I just think more people resonate with Spider Man. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. All right. Um, next category is best art direction for astounding creative and or technical achievement or artistic design and animation we have alan wait we have alan wait 2 hi-fi rush lies of p super mario wonder and tears of the kingdom what was your vote on here lies of p really Did you, you played the demo right i played the demo but it it really didn't do anything for me. The gameplay itself or the art direction? Think about it. I think the art direction was cool, but I, I, my issue with like a lot of Souls games is that they cover up a lot of stuff with darkness. And it's just like, all right, this, this palette is muted and it's just kind of the same colors over and over again. It's like, I don't... I mean, that's, that's the genre itself. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's going to be that just because it... Uh, contributes to the gameplay so i mean yes i get that but for what you can see <laughs> as silly as that sounds i mean it's 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 the design is phenomenal yeah yeah i although i didn't play Eliza p i think i am along the same lines with you in terms of it winning this but i mean like High Fire Rush, I think it's amazing looking game. I don't know if it's the artistic design is cool. I think the the music is going to be where it wins and like that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think Alan Wake Two, man. Like between Alan Wake Two and Tears of the Kingdom, artistic best art direction. You know what? I I'm gonna I'm changing my mind to uh, Alan Wake Two. I think. I think because it actually is successful in blending live action stuff with gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's, yeah. I, I think that's doing something new enough for them to be like, all right, you know what? 
Alan Wake 2 is going to get it. Also, I think more people play Alan Wake 2 than Liza P as well. And that's always... Uh, that's always yeah, fun. and that, that also is... Uh, you know, X against Hi-Fi Rush because it's a rhythm game. I don't think enough people will have played this. Even if exactly. everybody who played this voted for it, it, yeah. it would still get outnumbered by all the other games. Right, right. And then we have Tears of the Kingdom and Mario Wonder, and like they're both fantastic games. They both look great in their own right, and it's just, it's it's just so it's funny that we have two super strong Nintendo games on here, and it's just like either Alan Wake or Liza P. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. just because Legend of Zelda isn't doing anything new in the you know artistic design portion, mm-hmm. I would say, because I mean, it's just an it's an updated Breath of the Wild where there's nothing wrong with that. It just it just implemented new gameplay mechanics, not necessarily yeah. outstanding creative, you know, artistic design or what have you. Same thing with right, Super right. Mario. Um, it's like there's there's uh, nothing new. Breath about of the Wild. That. Yeah, Breath of the Wild was that like artistic step, and now mm-hmm. we're in that. We just have additional stuff to it. So, all right, next category best score and music for outstanding music inclusive of score original song and or licensed soundtrack ah okay so we have alan wake 2 we have boulders gate 3 final fantasy 16 hi-fi rush and the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom uh they also show all the composers i like I said before, this would be the this would be the category that Hi-Fi Rush would win in terms yeah. of yeah. what it is. But I think it's going to be Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> like, I just mm. it's it's one of those things where at least the media that I listen to, a lot of people go back to how amazing that soundtrack is and like what it does with the the music with the soundtrack paired with the things you're doing in the game and it's just like it's just it all works perfectly music doesn't really resonate okay video game music doesn't really resonate with me all that much just because of you know the genre and and all that stuff so i don't really for me if a game resonates with me then i'm just like oh this is crazy a game that resonated for me is Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, and it's nowhere to be seen on here because that game is par at best. <laughs> so yeah. I, I think it's going to be Tears of the Kingdom just because almost everybody in the industry has played it, and most of those people just love Zelda for whatever reason, and the music is also good. Yeah, so what did you uh, vote for this? Alan Wake, too, but I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of a rough... Uh... I I only played but one game on this thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. two technically, but I didn't get in far into high fire rush. Right. So I see, I see. Okay. Uh the next category. Best audio design. Recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. Yeah. This is where high fire rush wins. Like. Yeah. Uh, what was your vote I here? I don't know, man. Um really? Yeah, uh, for audio design, I put Dead Space. Oh, see, I didn't play Dead Space, so I don't, I don't even, I don't even have any kind of 
awareness of that game. But I can I can definitely see that being a really strong I, contender. I, I see a lot. I see in my head. I think a lot of the horror games are going to win this. I don't see Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, maybe, maybe you know. I'm not. Yeah, we're not the authority on this, but I, I would think uh, when you got on your headset and you're playing, you know, and you got the surround sound going on, the horror games are going to take this. Yeah, no, you have a you have a solid point there. Like that's something that I I think in my mind I'm so like okay, Hi-Fi Rush got to win something maybe hopefully, and it's like okay, well this can win. But then looking at the competitors, it's just like you got Resident Evil Four remake, you got Alan Lake Two, which everyone is still talking about, and you also have Dead Space, which was a awesome remake in its own when it came out. So it's just like, and then you got Spider Man Two, which does a great job as well. I, yeah, so it's, yeah. it is like kind of a hard one for High Fire Rush to win. It's not an automatic win for them. So, yeah, I could the definitely fact that see. It's like, nominated is good, though. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. The next category we have. Oh, this is, this is not really a tough one, but it's a tough one. We have Best Performance awarded to an individual for voice over acting, motion, and or performance capture. We have. Ben Starr from Final Fantasy 16. Cameron, oh geez, the, the guy Monaghan. that, that the, Monaghan, there you go, uh, that the Star Wars Jedi Survivor. We have Idris Elba from Cyberpunk 2077. We have, scroll, scroll, scroll. Melanie Liburd or Liburd, yeah. and Wake 2. Yes, and we have Neil Newbon from Baldur's Gate. I think he played uh, Astrion, I think. And then we have Yuri uh, Lowenthal. There you go. Always oh, mess with my last name. Uh, he also he just played Peter Parker from Spider-Man Two. Um, I mean, you're not just, but you know, yeah. What do you think is gonna win here? <clears throat> this is rough. I heard Idris Elba did his thing in a Cyberpunk. Um, Ben Starr in Final Fantasy. I. I don't feel like he really blew me away. I don't know. Okay. Kind of real. Um, yeah. I will say, I know Yuri Lowenthal probably has to do a lot of work because if they did what they did in uh, uh, Spider-Man 1, mm-hmm. he had to record his lines twice, all of them. Same thing with probably uh, Miles Morales. Because if you remember... Oh, because like, you have to do it while... like. They're, they're like out of Swinging. breath or whatever. So, yeah, yeah, so he's he's under stress or whatever you want to call yeah. it. So I, I voted him. If I if I was supposed to change my vote, it'd probably be Idris Elba. But I mean, I only heard Ben Starr and Yuri Lowenthal. So yeah, okay, okay. Um, so I, I'm trying to figure out who uh, Neil. Okay, yeah, Astrion. A- uh, no, Asterion. That's just, that's how you pronounce that name. Okay, so yeah, he definitely uh, played Asterion from Baldur's Gate 3. Um, this category is an interesting category for me because like, I, I'm surprised there is no more, no other Baldur's Gate 3 people from here other than Asterion because I feel like the voice actress that played uh, Shadowheart was probably like, one of the most phenomenal parts of Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. I think this is going to go to Ben Starr just because 
he has been doing a fantastic job of marketing himself. Like he, mm. like out of, I listen to, I listen to a bunch of podcasts and he's been on like four or five of them. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, this guy again. Okay, cool. And it's like, he's doing the work to get his name out there, which I think is cool. But I think that's also going to lead to him winning a category like this. I don't think it's going to be still Star Wars. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. He's done a good job of keeping his name like relevant. Um, I don't know about Alan Wake 2. Uh, I don't know how I think her name was Saga in the game. I don't know how well her character was. Um, you know, uh, Peter, Peter Parker, like Yuri, Yuri did a good job with him. I feel like for me, I enjoyed more of Miles' storyline than Peter's storyline. So that has no bearing on the actual performance of, uh, you know, Yuri's performance or anything like that. So I just feel like I kind of just default to Ben Starr just because I think he has been more relevant than everybody else. And Idris Elba, from what I've heard, everyone has been like, Oh, well, I don't know what accent he's doing. I'm not sure if he's doing a British accent or an American accent. I'm just like, well, cyberpunk. Like, what does it matter? No one get their accents right in that game. Like, whatever. So let's come to the next thing. Oh, innovation in accessibility. So recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. We have in this list Diablo Four. After this, after this one, check the notes. I check the uh, okay. chat. But yeah, gotcha. Uh, we have Diablo Four, uh, Forza Motorsports, Hi-Fi Rush, uh, Marvel Spider-Man Two, Mortal Kombat One, Street Fighter Six. My vote is going to be Spider-Man Two. I Pretty. would also vote that just because of how Sony's. First parties or second parties, whatever you want to call them, have been mm -hmm. doing so many things as far as accessibility. You know, you can change people to solid colors so you know who's the enemy, who's the ally, and mm -hmm. change the entire world to black and white and just do a whole bunch of crazy stuff. You know, X to hold instead of tapping and QTEs. Just, you could pretty much do the game with one hand if you need to, or one, yeah. foot, you know, however you may be disabled. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I just, I, and it, it's, it's kind of hard to do this because I haven't played all of these games, so I don't know exactly what they're doing in each of the games. I haven't really heard too much about Diablo four. I know Forza and Motorsport usually do a good job with that stuff. Street fighter, actually street fighter six, I do remember that because they have a really, really cool feature where you can actually play that game blind. And mm. essentially every attack has a has a dedicated sound to it. So yeah. a person who is impaired can actually listen to the sounds and know how to adjust for whatever hits coming. And I think that's a super cool feature. I think it's really, really cool. But I feel like not only does Marvel Spider-Man has accessibility features in it, it also does a really, really cool thing with one of the characters, Haley, in the game. And I think something mm. like that cannot be like over understated. Like I, I think it's some such people a cool hate thing. that section. Well, people, of course, people are going to hate that section because people are just hateful people. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. Okay, so let's we're gonna jump to. 
We're going to jump over and jump down to uh, where is action? Yeah, we're going to skip some of these because we don't really have too much to say about them or don't the best action game. And the time constraints. We're not going to keep you here all that day. That too. Yeah. No, no, no. We want to keep you here all day, but we value your time. Mm-hmm. So we have best action game. Oh, boy. You see what that first one is? Oh, boy. We have, first up, Armor Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, Dead Island 2. Really? Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant of the Ash 2. So, I don't really got to say much. You know my vote is going to be Armor Core 6, guys. I I think Armor Core didn't get Game of the Year. I'm not surprised at all. For as much as I love that game, I'm not surprised to get game of the year. This game, this year was just really strong. Um, I think action game is the place for this for Armor Core to win. It's going against yeah. Dead Island Two, which didn't do great. Uh, it, it's going against Ghost Runner Two, which no one really talks about. You got High Fire Rush, which is good competition, and we have Remnant Two, which is better competition. Because all I've heard from that is that that game is great. So, Remnant? Yeah, Remnant 2. I'd say this is between... I voted Armor Core and I didn't even play mm-hmm. it. Um, you made a good choice. But choices. it's the thing I've heard most about it. Maybe I heard most about it from you, but I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't read too much about any of these other games after their release. They didn't stay in the zeitgeist very much. Yeah. I will say, like, I am, I am biased because it's Armor Core, and as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, that I have screamed Armor Core until my face has turned white it didn't but i tried um but like from what i've heard from people who haven't played the game and then play the game usually it's like oh my god this game is really 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 good like it's it's better than i expected it to be and it's like oh that's cool welcome to the club we have cookies so i definitely think this is going to be armor course to win i think remnant if it wins will i be hurt no. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> but I wouldn't be too surprised just because of how strong that game is as well. So, like, if any of the other ones win, I'd be very surprised and just like, what the hell? Hmm, no, definitely not. So, yeah. That's that. Um, Let's jump to... Oh, I didn't, I didn't even scroll on the thing. So, yeah. We, yeah, these are the other games, but, you know, we already kind of just talked through all of them. Uh, let's jump to the next thing. Best action adventure. We have Alan Wake 2, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. What's your vote here, Sean? Mm. Kind of rough. I mean, shit, I've only played but I'd probably say Legend of Zelda. I didn't even play it, but I, I mean, I'm not yeah. going to be biased and say Spider-Man only because I played it. <laughs> hey, hey, if you feel that in your heart. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't mean, read the things. Best Action Adventure is... Go oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, best Action Adventure is for the best action slash adventure game combining combat and traversal and, and puzzle solving. So, go ahead. I was going to say, just thinking about all the things that people were able to do with the new... Uh, I game. forget the name of the damn thing. Yeah, f- just fusing everything together and able, you know, puzzle solving, traversal, and combat. Yeah. That just screams Tears of the Kingdom. But all the yeah. wild stuff I saw people being able to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I think this is definitely Tears of the Kingdom to win. I think Spider-Man 2 is probably a strong second in that like puzzle solving. I think the puzzles in Spider-Man 2 were pretty cool. They were fun. They weren't super annoying or anything like that. Traversal yeah. is amazing in that game and combat is also very strong in that game in terms of the loadouts you can do like just different combos and the 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 team up abilities and like the 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 what the super the super moves that you can do in that game as well. Yeah. But I do feel like what Tears of the Kingdom did with basically just taking all their items and say, hey, look, now you can fuse them. You can also build anything that your imagination can come up with in this game. I think putting all that stuff together this is probably a sure a sure win for that. All right. Best RPG. For the best game design with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. We have oh, Starfield's in here. Huh. We have <laughs> I thought Starfield didn't get nominated for anything, but that's cool. We have Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, hmm. Lies of P, Sea of Stars, and we have Starfield. Uh it's for me, it's Baldur's Gate 3. I I don't think I don't think this is really a competition. Uh when it comes to Final Fantasy 16, I think that game is a great action game. It's yeah, not really RPG. RPG yeah. I, same with Liza P. I didn't think we would consider Liza P an RPG. Are we considering Dark Souls games? But then RPG? again, then again, are we thinking in a traditional uh Japanese Final Fantasy RPG sense where you're building skill trees and all that? So I mean RPG has changed more in the traditional yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would still say it's between Baldur's Gate 3, Starfield, and believe it or not, Sea of Stars. Um, I, I honestly think it would be between Baldur's Gate 3 and Sea of Stars. I don't even think Starfield's in the, comp- in, in the conversation. We'll see. And it's unfortunate. I, I, don't, I don't know where to vote here. Uh, yeah. I would just vote Sea of Stars just to be a a-hole. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, hey. It's whatever you believe in your heart, you know what I mean? All right. The next thing is best fighting game for the best game design primarily around head-to-head combat we have god of rock i don't even know what this is what god of anyways mortal kombat was a this god of rock was a rhythm based fighting game oh i did see that yeah and uh it looked cool yeah but uh because i think it only released on PC on Steam, I don't think it would get the oh, votes. Well, it's yeah. nice that it's uh nominated, mm-hmm. but it's not gonna get the oh wait, no, it's on PS5. They didn't is it advertise there was it. no advertisement for that at all. It's on all the platforms. Oh wow. Got man, at least he got 10, nominated. <laughs> yeah, got they, got, they got like you got like a six out of ten on uh, oh. Steam ratings. Medica, uh, it's middling reviews. So I don't think it's gonna yeah. get. It's nice that it got nominated, but um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But this is so basically if 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 uh Guitar Hero was a fighting game head to head. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if God of Rock, yeah, carry on. Mortal Kombat yeah. One, Nickelodeon All Star Brawls Two, Pocket Bravery. I don't know what that is. And Street Fighter Six. 
really, we could just talk about Mortal Kombat 1 versus Street Fighter 6 because those are going to be one of those two are going to win. It's not going to be Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, even though it came out and it did really, really well. It is a good um, game. I think people were burned on All-Stars 1. and Absolutely. Like, Me including. So, Absolutely. I, I think... Good. I was just going to say, believe it or not, Pocket Bravery is not on any mobile store. It's only on the major consoles and PC. That's interesting. I mean, it's named Pocket Bravery. Why would you not make a uh, mobile version? <laughs> a mobile version of it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, my, my vote here would be Street Fighter Six. I, I think mm-hmm. I think Mortal Kombat 1 looks amazing, yeah, but probably. in the in from what I've heard in the fighting realm, it's really not struggling, but it's having problems because some of the combos that characters can do are broke is broken. They've had to ban characters from playing competitively already. And mm-hmm. it's just don't I, yeah, it, it feels like Street Fighter Six was just the stronger game to come out this year. Well, I what mean Street vote? Fighter Six, uh Capcom put their foot in it. I vote Street Fighter Six. I mean, you have all the I'm not going to say it's full on accessibility, but they have the new modern mm-hmm. combat mode to yep. or modern button scheme to allow, you know, newer yep. players to get in there. You got your uh, create a character. You have a full on pseudo open world story mode going on. They kind of just. Mortal Kombat is, is more Mortal Kombat. They just uh, rebooted the story and put those uh, assist characters in there. They, they reboot ish the story. That's another yeah, thing, say, too. Street Fighter Six has the whole uh, what the hell you want to call it spectator mode. You can watch people fight mm-hmm. and run up and challenge mm-hmm. it. Nah, this is Street Fighter's year, and if something else won, I'd I'd be surprised. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Street Fighter has done a lot in almost every avenue of a fighting game. That like this has mm-hmm. to be the win for it. On top of that, like, hey, you know me, I'm a Tekken guy. Like even Tekken has been inspired by Street Fighter Six, where like they are also going to put like a quote unquote like modern control scheme in their game for their mm. for Tekken Eight when it comes out next year, and it's just like, oh, like that's that's insane to see a game being inspired by another game and acting on that so quickly. So yeah, Street Fighter Six for sure. Um, the next game to talk about we have. I didn't click on the thing. There we go. Best family game. I don't know why I don't include game here. That's so weird. So for the best game appropriate for family play, irrespective of genre or platform, we have Disney Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, and Mario Wonder. No, Super Mario Brothers Wonder. What was your vote here, John? Mario Wonder. Um, yes, I've mine too. played Son- I have Super Sonic Superstars. It, it's a fun game, but it moves too fast to be a family game. Um, mm-hmm. This is going to give uh, younger siblings PTSD with how fast this game moves because whoever's in the lead <laughs> leaves everybody in the dust and you press a button to like pop back up on the screen. Oh, geez. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and I don't know about the rest. Pikmin 4, it, I didn't, is that multiplayer? I don't know. Party no. animals, sure, but I mean, how long is that gonna last? I'd probably yeah. say it's between Disney and Mario. 
yeah, for sure. I, my, my vote is Mario Wonder. I think that's just the best game in this category. Uh, it, it, and it's also, it's Mario. It's 2D Mario, and that has always been, like, the family game of choice. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to skip a couple. Um, we're skipping best sim slash strategy because we don't really have a say here. Uh, best sports and racing, don't have a say here. We're missing Jordan. Um, mm-hmm. Best multiplayer we'll talk about. For outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, including co-op and massively multiplayer experiences, irrespective of game genre or platform. We have Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, again, Street Fighter 6, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. What's your vote here, Sean? I didn't even play it, but I'll probably say Baldur's Gate 3 is between that Street Fighter and Mario Wonder. Uh, Diablo, I haven't heard anybody talking about the game since it released, and I don't think it has, maybe it has couch co-op, I don't know. Um, um, yes, it has couch co-op. Yeah. Okay, um, but uh, still, Diablo 4 fell out of the news very quickly. It fell out of people's mind space very quickly, I think, unless you just got hooked and addicted to it. Right. Yeah, um, my vote is Mario Wonder. My vote is Mario Wonder for the fact that it surprised everybody with this like kind of Dark Souls-y approach to multiplayer in terms yeah. of you have the ghosts running around. And I think that astounded and surprised enough people where I think it's definitely going to take. Plus, a lot of people play Mario Wonder as well. I, Party Ammo's, uh, I mean, Street Fighter Six is good, but it is kind of relegated to the fighting game community. Baldur's Gate 3, you can do multiplayer in that game, but most of the times when I'm seeing that game on the internet in any realm, it's yeah. usually just single player stuff. It's people doing like kind of goofs and stuff. And it's not really like the multiplayer side isn't really leaned on. And then Diablo 4, I don't really see too much on. So yeah, my, my vote is Mario Wonder. Um, next. Best Adaptation. Recognizing outstanding creative work that faithfully and authentically adapts a video game to another entertainment medium. We have Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, Super Mario Brothers movie, and Twisted Metal. How did Twisted Metal? Actually, no, I heard that Twisted wasn't Metal was Twisted Metal was pretty good for mm-hmm. it, it did what it needed to do. And I'm okay. excited for season two. If you're into Twisted Metal, you'll enjoy this. Yeah. We just need to get Paramount. We don't have Paramount. Um, My vote here... I think it was on Peacock, but yeah, whatever. Oh, Peacock, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's Peacock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my vote here is Last of Us. I I feel like Super Mario Brothers is amazing. I think if this was a vote with a majority of the people being just general public, it'd probably be the Super Mario Brothers movie just because a lot of people went to go see that. But I think The Last of Us, the HBO show, just did such an amazing job with the source material that I definitely think it's just it's a guaranteed win. What was your uh, vote? Ah, uh, man. Um, it's crazy that I would dock Super Mario Brothers a point for just being nothing but references and just, hey, remember mm. this thing, but then the Last of Us is just pretty much, you know, one for one. The same thing, right? Yeah. With the game. And, uh, you know, 
I don't know. Maybe because maybe it's subject matter, but I, I'd vote The Last of Us and then maybe Twisted Metal mm-hmm. and then maybe Super Mario. Um, okay. Twisted Metal didn't need to be serious. It adapts the story in its own way pretty well, although it's very campy. It just yeah. sucks that it's on Peacock, so nobody will see this show, but it mm-hmm. it, it is what it needs to be. What is interesting is three of these things are PlayStation games. You have a point. You have a really solid so, point. Uh, they're branching out in other ways that uh, we're yeah. waiting to be seen. The other, the other thing is a Nintendo. Yeah, that's mm, interesting. That's all yeah. I want to say. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, the next category. Most anticipated game. This is going to be the last category we talk about. Um, recognizing an announced game that has demonstrated demonstrated demonstrably illustrated demonstrably yes you're right demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming media forward i said i was like that's not right (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right in this category we have final fantasy 7 rebirth hades 2 like a dragon infinite well star wars outlaws in tekken 8 sean where'd you go here listen what are you actually be silly questions for? <laughs> this, this is a clear cut. <laughs> what did you vote for? So here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. This this category snuck up on me because my heart is pulled two directions. Because like a dragon is like a new love. Tekken Eight is like the old love, but then it's like Star Wars Outlaw looked really interesting. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, that's like, you, you know what you're going to get there. Well, actually, you don't know because there's going to be quote unquote surprises. Yeah, remakes and shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hades 2, like Hades 1 was just such a strong thing. And it's just like, I honestly do not know where to go with this. Like, Listen, I sir, feel like. <laughs> Come on over. I mean, in terms of what I am anticipated for. I think it would probably be like a Dragon Infinite Wealth as well, just because I know what I'm going to get with Tekken 8. I'm, I'm going to jump in that thing. I'm going to play with it for like a week or so. I'm going to go online. I'm going to get crushed. I'm like, all right, I'm going to put this down and then go play a different game. So I know what's going to happen there. Like Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, it looks strong, but after playing Baldur's Gate, I'm just having to jump into a RPG that I know is going to be Super lack of better structured words. and linear. Yeah. I like that. That's been something that has been like kind of plaguing me for the past couple of weeks or so. So when that comes out, I'll just have to deal with that. But mm. that's kind of where I'm sitting there. I think Hades too. We don't know. Oh, actually, no, we, we have an idea of what it's going to be in terms of uh, the yeah. daughter, I think of Hades or something. Um, that's going to be cool. I think Star Wars Outlaw is sort of the real unknown in terms of how massive, how crazy that game is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's also Star Wars. And I think that has. Hey, yeah, a lot most... of people are expecting that. Yeah. yeah. And it nah, like the first showing of it was a good showing of that game. So it doesn't really. Like the only issue with that game is that it's coming out of Ubisoft, and we kind of know what Ubisoft does with its games, and that's sort of the only issue with Outlaws. But 
to hang. I would Come I on. would go infinite wealth, but I Come feel on, like <laughs> I feel like the winner is going to be Star Wars. I just because it's Star Wars, but I feel like yeah, and that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, so I've been I've been reading, you know, comments and articles online. They feel like like a dragon, infinite wealth is going to be this series Persona Five or this series Final Ooh. Fantasy Seven, where it brings everybody in who hasn't been paying attention to the series, and yeah. They start going backwards and working their way backwards, you know, yeah. with the franchise. Um, I mean, I can like see that dra- happening. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is designed to be played for it. They say this is going to be the longest game they have ever made. Um, wow. And they're trying to keep you playing for a while. Um, wow. Not, I don't think they're talking so much in terms of story, but... um. All like a dragon slash yakuza games have a ton of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. Yes, as far as yes. mini games and side stories and the businesses you can run and all the things in there. So I'm totally looking agree. forward to getting this. Definitely. And I hope everybody else is too. <laughs> oh, they are. They are for sure. Yeah. They I think I, I think you're absolutely right in terms of this can be positioned as like a Final Fantasy seven moment or Persona five moment for that game. Mm-hmm. Because when uh, like a dragon came out, that was just like, wait, it was kind of uh, big. Yeah. 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 That was definitely a moment where it was like, Oh, there's a lot of pe- people like jumping into Yakuza for the first time and like really having a good time. And I think, well, them putting it on game pass and then, uh, mm-hmm. PlayStation Plus brought a lot of people into it who missed it the first time around, including me. Yeah. So it yeah, turned yeah, a lot of people sure. into fanatics about the game. Right. And I think this follow-up, as long as this game is strong, like that's that's the best that they can possibly do. So yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um yeah, I just I just feel like Star Wars is gonna win this just because it's it's Star Wars and that has the biggest draw. So yeah. Yeah, but my heart's going to be with with like a dragon. All right. So that is the nominees for the 2023 Game Awards, at least for the ones that we really care about. So there's that. Um, all right. Um, we can, you wanna, uh, we you can wanna, do. Uh, nah, nah, we can do what we've been playing okay. uh, next, next episode. If anybody's made it this far, I'll give my impressions on Starfield and we'll leave it at yes. that. <laughs> trying to switch sides <laughs> alright that has been it for Press X Start Gamers Digest we hope you'll enjoy this jam pack episode as much as we enjoy talking about games and making predictions don't forget you can support us by liking this video subscribing to the channel and hit the notification bell do it don't forget you can also if you're listening Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or podcast services you are currently tuned in on. Don't forget to bundle up because it's really cold outside. We were we were outside last night and it was like, whew, it was cold outside. You know so what? make sure I'll, you wear I'll a jacket. I'll talk about it in the after credits. Oh, snaps. Wait, there's after credits? Wait, what? No, you got no, something new happening here? They're going to be sitting there waiting. <laughs> Wait, what happened? <laughs> All right, guys, you take care, be safe, uh, bundle up and play video games, all that stuff. Peace.